0: Okay, great. I'm glad you're here. Um, we're in a special part of the year right now between uh, Pesach and Shavuos, and there's a, there's a transformation that's taking place right now, which is that we're, we're counting the Omer, and uh, every day we're counting one, and we're, we're leading up to the, to the revelation of the Torah at Mount Sinai. So this this period of time right now is really making ourselves vessels in order to receive this this exalted transcendent light of the Torah, and we're going to talk about uh, how to do that in a, in a sort of a mystical way, in a very down to earth practical way as well, and talk about this this transition because really we're going at at first glance we're going from this state of matzah to becoming challah. So, what do I mean by that? So, so, obviously, everybody knows we're eating matzah on on Pesach. And matzah is, is renowned, is, is, is famous for not being puffed up, which means that, uh, basically, you're getting rid of all the false pretense, all the um, enslavement to, to ego and to all sorts of other things. And it's just sort of like... It's the realest manifestation of yourself. That's, that's matzah, and that's freedom. It's freedom from all the things that are taking you away from yourself. So that's usually how we learn it, but we're gonna do a, another dimension on top of this in a moment. But everything that I just said is, is our tradition and is very solidly grounded. That's all real. So matzah is kind of getting back to, to your own realness um, in the deepest way. And then uh, over this period, we're counting every single day. We'll talk about more about the counting later, but we're, we're counting every single day till we get to the holiday of Shavuos. So that's when we get to Mount Sinai and that's the, that's the receiving of the Torah um, at, at Mount Sinai. And that's on the 50th day. And what's special about that is that um, the special offering that we would bring to the holy temple, to the base of Migdash on Shavuos was two loaves of bread. So the shteh alechem. And interestingly, you would never put something that was chametz, which means that it had this, this leavening, which was that, that, that whole sort of ego factor. You would never put that on the altar itself. But you would bring the two, you would bring the two loaves of bread and you would lean them against the altar. That's, that's how it was done. It's a bit of a technicality. And I always like to throw in this fun fact that, that I think is kind of cool, which is that the nazar, when he grew out his hair... That was one of the conditions of being an, a Nasser. You um, you refrained from any contact with the dead or with wine or wine products. And also you didn't cut your hair for a period of time. When you ended this sort of self-imposed period of of being a Nasser, which was you know sort of like designed to kind of jumpstart your own sense of holiness, you would cut your hair. And the hair that you would cut that grew out while you were a Nasr, that actually was put on the altar in the Beis HaMikdash, which is which is sort of kind a of way out kind of thought, you know, that, that that had become holy. So, anyway, again, during this period, we're going from matzah to bread, because bread was the offering on, on Shavuos, on the day that we get the Torah. Okay, so very good. So, so the question is, like, what kind of bread are we talking about on Shavuos, Because we just sort of like took pains to say that we, we don't want to be bread, we want to be matzah. So, so what is this bread? So you can say, well, this is like, this is special bread because it's being brought as an offering and it's a commandment in the Torah, so it's special bread, but we want to make sure that our ideas are tracking. In other words, we, we just said that bread was sort of like puffed up and, and, and stood for ego, right? But, but what is this bread? And sort of like to throw in another kind of um, kind of variable in here, which is interesting, is that uh, you might think that wow, Pesach matzah, I want to be stripped down, I want to be real, I want to be like a like a matzah personality my whole life. Nothing wrong with that. But then you might want to take it to the next step and say, you know what, I'm not eating any more chametz the entire year. I'm just going to be like a matzah guy the whole year. I'm just not going to eat bread. So interestingly, the Vilnagon, one of, you know, our greatest uh, tzaddikim, holy people ever, he would make an havdalah on Pesach. In other words, when Pesach ended, what drink would he use? Normally speaking, we would use wine or grape juice, or you can use um, something... Uh, that's sort of like uh, emblematic of the nation that you're in. So you can use Coca-Cola or something like this, right? But he would use on, on, uh, on Havdalah, which is making the separation after after Pesach, he would make Havdalah over beer. And beer is chametz. So in other words, the very, very first opportunity that he could re-engage with chametz, he was re-engaging with chametz. Like, so so that, that, that sort of points the way to, to something very interesting. Now, now, listen to this. One of the students of the Kotzke Rebbe asked him, see, because remember, matzah is actually made out of something, which is grain, which can become chametz. So, so one of the, and so if you don't cook your matzahs carefully, they could become chametz, which would be sort of like the last thing that you'd ever want. So one of the students of the Kotzke Rebbe asked him, why? Why did God like, you know, create this sort of situation where maybe our matzah will become chametz? Like, why not just have fruits and vegetables over Pesach, and we'll just call it a day on that, and that way we don't even have to be afraid of getting into that, that um, troublesome category. And the Kutzker Rebbe said that a person has can't run away from their own yetsaharas. In other words, the, the, the point is you have to engage with your yetzahar. You have to actually dig deep and and elevate yourself and refine yourself. And I haven't gotten to any of the answers um, that are offered yet, but just just so that we understand that just even this area exists, I'll just throw it out and maybe we can go into it uh, deeper. There's a beautiful book. It's a translation, an English translation, of... Um, uh, of, of a work by uh, the, the Rebbe of the Warsaw Ghetto, uh, the P.S.S. Na Rebbe, And it's called, in, in English, it's called Conscious Community. And uh, by Aronson, publishers. Definitely recommend it. And in it, he starts to spell out sort of like an approach to sort of how we can elevate ourselves. And he, he begins, actually, you know something? This is in the beginning of another book of his, also by Aronson, published by Aronson, called um, To Heal the Soul. Both of these books are super gems, and they're both small books, and highly, highly, highly recommend both of them. Um, anyway, in the beginning of To Heal the Soul, he, he talks about this idea that, that a person can sort of like stop themselves through self-control and self-mastery of doing everas, right? Doing, doing things that are forbidden by the Torah. But there's a much, much deeper level where a person isn't just sort of like um, shutting down their instinctual level, but they're actually going much deeper within themselves in order to sort of heal themselves from the, from the core perspective, so that they're not running after these things to begin with. And so again, we, we, we have to go into that's a, whole, that's a whole life's journey in itself, how to go about that. But at least a person should just be aware that there's a distinction, That a person shouldn't fool themselves into thinking that because I'm stopping myself from doing certain things, that I, that therefore I've gotten to the core aspect of my soul and healed my soul, right? So that's 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 not necessarily the case. So when the Katskarebi says that we don't just eat fruits and vegetables over Pesach, he says no, we 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 dafka we 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 necessarily. Are, are eating matzah, which has the ability to perhaps become chametz, in order to engage with our own self, with our own yitzhar, because we can't just run away from that our whole lives. Even if we've succeeded in shutting it down to a certain extent, there's still more work to do. There's a there's a whole more exalted level. Okay. So. So, again, the idea. The Vil Nagon is, is making habdalah over beer, which is chametz, which means the first opportunity. He's re-engaging, so to speak. And now we have to go back and re-explore what is this bread that we're bringing on Shavuos. So, so, so it's, not, it's not so simple. So the, the rabbis in the Gemara and Gemara Brochas they, they have a, a debate. And it's not a simple debate. The, 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 the Maharal explains where this debate is coming from. We'll get to that in a moment. But, but the idea is like this. What was the fruit from the tree of knowledge that we ate? So they're different opinions. Now, what the Maharal explains is, is that they're not debating just sort of like facts. In other words, you know... He was driving in a red car, and I saw him on the corner at this time. No, 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 he was driving a blue car, and I saw him in a completely different neighborhood. They're not, they're not what we call in Torah talk, the mitziahs. We're not arguing about the mitziahs, what it was, according to the Maharal. We're trying to figure out which weakness within a person was basically most susceptible to temptation and therefore led us to go away from God. And that the, the different fruits, the different opinions as to which fruit we ate, stand for the different weaknesses. Was it a mental weakness? Was, a, was it a weakness of the heart? Was it a weakness of the eyes? These are all what, what is meant when we, when we say, it was a fig. No, it wasn't a fig. It was a grape. No, it wasn't a, fig, uh, a grape. It was wheat. In other words, they're not just arguing simple facts. Okay, And by the way, that's a very important thing to understand just in terms of studying uh, Talmud and, and any holy Jewish sources in, in, in itself. The, 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 the problem is, is that very, very deep ideas are being communicated by the rabbis. And the, the problem with the modern secular um, academic, even the brilliant academic, is that they are taking things at face value when they don't understand the methodology and the mode of communication that the rabbis sought to communicate the deepest ideas in. Remember, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov reached a certain point where his Torah knowledge became so expansive, so ridiculously like off the charts, that he said, I'm only telling stories from now on. So you would think on a simple level, well, a child begins by telling stories, and then he gets into the more academic stuff. But no, here you see a complete reversal of the, of the attempt to communicate in a deep way. That it got to the point where it was just... See, the, the Ari, it, it's, it's, it's said about the Ari that he once had a thought that if he were to try to communicate that thought, it would take him 70 years to explain the thought. That was one thought from the Ari. So there comes a point, there comes a point where you, you need other modes of communication and, and the other modes have a very um, deceiving, simplistic exterior because now he's telling stories or now they're arguing about which fruit, which, but when you realize, no, 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 no this is the only way to communicate the depths of it then you have a completely different appreciation of the greatness of the rabbis and the depth that we've been talking since the beginning of time. Okay. So now, we still have to discover, what is this idea? Since matzah seems so good, seems so good, how are we getting back to bread? Right? So one of the opinions, and and remember, we're bringing bread as an offering on the 50th day. That's Shavuos. It's the holiday of receiving the Torah. So what is this bread? So this bread is not a simple bread. So, so the rabbis and the Gomorrah, while they're debating the different opinions of what could be the, the fruit from the tree of knowledge, one of the opinions is that the fruit from the tree of knowledge was wheat. Okay? Now, the, in, in, in the Medrash, that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. In the Medrash, they say, is that, but does wheat grow from a tree? And so the medrash gives. It says that the that the stalks were so expansive, so high, they were like the cedars of Lebanon, that they had the appearance of trees. Okay, that's that's what the medrash says. Um, but anyway, here's the point. The point is that the only way out of the trap from having eaten from the Eitz from the Tree of Knowledge, is Torah. You see, Torah is something that, that lifts us beyond what our own minds can grasp and allows us to see expansively the nature of the entire universe and all of reality. Our mission in life, what we're doing here, why the world is here, and what is expected from us. These things cannot be grasped simply with the eyes. In fact, I would suggest, humbly, that 99.99% of what exists in the world cannot be seen with the eye. Wow. And the reason why I'm saying that is, is because... If you put something finite next to something infinite, no matter how large the finite thing is, next to the infinite thing, it's minuscule. It's absolutely minuscule. Which means we should all live long, 120 years is nothing. Then massive, you know, we've taken great pains to talk about how massive the universe is, many times. And if you study any astronomy and things like that, It's mind-blowing how massive it is. But compared to God, it's positively minuscule. The entire universe with its billions, perhaps trillions of planets, is, is less than a grain of sand before God, before the infinity of God. So Torah is the only thing that's the antidote to this sort of this type of hardwired thinking that we're, that we're sort of birthed into. So, so in this way, Rabtzarak HaKain explains something phenomenal. That do you know why we're bringing bread on the 50th day? Do you know why? Because that's the fixing from eating from the wheat, which was the tree of knowledge. Because the Torah itself is the way to fix having eaten from the tree of knowledge. And so that bread that we're bringing, when we're evolving from matzah to bread, you go, well, how is that an evolution when you think that that bread is a simple bread? Because it sounds like the spiritual qualities of matzah are so superior to the qualities of bread. But when you realize that this is not just a simple bread, this is a bread which stands for the fixing of the tree of knowledge, which puts us above the tree of knowledge, which is Torah, basically, right? Because we're, we're getting that special bread. We're bringing that special bread, which is the only time we ever brought bread as a offering all year long on the day that we receive the Torah. And remember, when we receive the Torah itself, the Gemara says in Shabbos, we reached the level of Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, before we ate from the tree of knowledge. In other words, again, Torah is the fixing for the basically the the enslavement that our own humanity sort of bequeaths us, if you will. Which isn't to say it's not absolutely fantastic to be in a body. It is fantastic, beyond fantastic. Remember, something so amazing, it says in Eov, in in Job, there's there's a verse that says, from my flesh I see God. Now, just think of it this way: you see, before we're born, we're alive for an eternity before our soul enters into our body. After 120, after we leave our bodies, again there's another eternity. And there's a there's a book called Gesher HaChayim, the Bridge of Life. A lot of times it's it's uh, given to people who are in mourning because it talks about life and death and And all sorts of things. But but he brings that type of imagery. Because we tend to think of just the soul reality is just basically our lifetime in our body. But he sort of like widens the focus of it massively by saying there's eternity before we're born. And there's an eternity after we're born. And there's this tiny little bridge connecting the two eternities. So when you think of it in that way, let's revisit this verse. From my flesh I see God. There's this tiny moment in time where you get to perceive God through the agency of a body. Which is this, like, like can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, this, this perspective, this view that we have? And we don't know consciously, rationally, anything else. So we say, what else is there? We take it totally for granted. Of, of course I see God in a flower or in a sunset or whatever it is. But, but but all of these perspectives, like in, 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 in the kindness to another person or in another person's smile or all of these things, this is these are unique, absolutely like coveted, amazing views that we're getting that we only get because we're in a body. But Torah is the answer to the body. Now, I want to go, I want to go deeper. Um, you see, it, it's 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 deeper than what we're talking, because what we've been what we've been saying up until now is basically we start this process with matzah. And then we rise to bread. Okay? Now, there's another level. You see, because there's a pit stop in between matzah and bread. And that's man. Right? That's the manna that fell from heaven. That's the bread from heaven. And if you remember, the chasm sofer says, well, what blessing did we make on the man? Baruch Elokim el cholam, hamotzi lechem min hashemayim. Right, blessed are you, Hashem, who brings forth food from bread from heaven. Right. No, normally speaking, we say hamotzi lechem min al-arts bread from the land, but we would say hamotzi lechem min Right. So, so man was something that started falling according to different opinions. I think one opinion is like the 15th of E.R. Uh, I think another opinion is Lagba Omer. There there are different opinions exactly when it started falling, but it, it happened between leaving Egypt and our eating matzah and the bread that we would bring on Shavuos, right? Somewhere in between, we got man. And man is this heavenly construct. Basically... Um, basically Rabbi Akiva is saying in Gomorrah Yuma that what man is is crystallized light L-I-G-H-T that, 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 that man was bas- because basically the angels eat light basically <laughs> and it, it's the food of angels man and basically this light would sort of like condense down into something solid and that's what fell from heaven. And that's what we ate. And so the man lifted us up and purified us to the point where we were able to, to receive the Torah at Mount Sinai. Remember, a dramatic, absolutely dramatic evolution, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually. The process happens over a period of 50 days from the time that we leave Egypt to the time that we receive the Torah at Mount Sinai. And there are different things that, that sort of like um, sort of uh, contribute to this process. We saw the, the, the miracles of the plagues. We went through the splitting of the Red Sea. It says that all of Israel had prophecy during the splitting of the Red Sea. So there were, we became actual prophets at that moment. So all of these things are like very uh, integral to, to this transformation that allowed us to be in this place of total unity. Remember, one of the conditions of receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai was that we were like one person with one heart. And one of the beautiful things, um, I heard it in the name of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, and you can count for yourself, I've, I've counted it myself, and you, when, you, when you kind of do it with your own finger, you're like, wow, you know, it's true. There are 49 days that we count leading up to the receiving of the Torah. If you count the letters of the, tw- of, the tw- of the tribes of Israel, it adds up to 49 letters. In other words, we all came together as one. And then we were able to receive the Torah. So again, the man was a very critical factor. This heavenly diet that we were on was a very critical factor. And in terms of being in this place of oneness and peace with each other, and this transformation that took place to allow us to, to say, Nase that God, whatever you want, we want to do it. Just tell us what it is, but we're already on board. Which they say is, then the angel said, who, who, who taught the people of Israel the secret of the angels? So if you understand that we were eating the food of angels, there's, it just, it's just one more factor in terms of understanding this, this transformation. Now I want to add something, kind of a way out Torah. kind of came to me in the middle of the night last night, which is remember, we're building to Mount Sinai. We're building to the 50th day. Okay? And we're saying that we have matzah. We're starting with matzah and then we're getting to the chalas, the, the, the chalas, which are uh, the bread that we brought on, on Shavuz, which is the day of the giving of the Torah—that's the 50th day. By the way, I was once having a a Shabbos meal with my my dear friend and teacher Rabbi Shlomo Katz, and uh, many years ago, and I something kind of like came to me at the Shabbos table. The 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 the, the, the you know the challahs are covered, and I thought to myself, you know, when you take off the 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 challah cover, right? You know, a lot of times it's a velvet challah cover. That that doesn't matter, but I'm just painting a picture for you. You know, you kind of pull it aside. That that's like psicha. Meaning to say, that's that's what we call when you pull back the curtain and you um, of the ark. And there are the Torahs, right? So just like you pull back the curtain of the ark and there are the Torahs, it's a little like when you take off the, the challah cover and you pull it off. It's a little like psicha. And after I said that, uh, uh, Shlomo said, "Yeah, you know, Chalos are the letters. If you re- rearrange the letters of Chalos, it's Luchos, which is the name of the tablets that we received at Mount Sinai. Right? Those are, those are the Torahs. So there's actually quite a quite an exact quite an exact correlation between the two, um, amazingly. So." So so, let's, so we start with matzah. We go to man, which elevates us. And then we get to this bread, which is not just a simple bread, but like a super bread, if you will, right? Like this bread, which is the bread of basically the fixing of the etzadas, of the tree of knowledge, right? That's the receiving of the Torah. Now, man is gematria 90, all right? So, Mem Nun, that's 90. But we all know that one of the great numbers in Torah is 91. Now, 91 is basically, it's two names of Hashem, Yud Kei Vav Kei, and dalet nun Nunin Yud, which basically means, just in shorthand, heaven and earth. And this is what happened at Mount Sinai, heaven and earth come together, okay? So, isn't it interesting that we count up to, we're counting up from Pesach to Shavuos, right? To the receiving of the Torah, that's 50 days. But if you look, the count only goes up to 49. We only count to 49. So it's a big question. Everyone asks this question, which is that if we're going to bother to count at all, shouldn't we count to 50? Because 50 is the number that we're trying to get to, But right? That's the whole point of all the counting—to get to 50. Why are we only going to 49? So my answer is that because the day of the receiving of the Torah is beyond, 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 beyond all borders. You can't put a number on it. It's beyond. But it's one more. Now let's make sure we've got all the thoughts lined up before we put them all together. Man is this step on the way to this super challah that we're eating on the 50th day. Man is the number 90. 90. 91 is a number which symbolizes heaven and earth coming together, which is what happened on the 50th day. In other words, we're adding 1 to 49, we're adding one more, and that's what's putting the entire thing together, the revelation of heaven on earth, which is what's happening on the 50th day. So when you add that 1 to the man, All of a sudden, you get to 91, which is heaven and earth, which is the 50th day, which is the revelation of heaven on earth. But I want to go further. I want to say that the aleph that you're adding is a white fire aleph. Right? This is not... Remember, the Torah is black fire on white fire. So I want to say that this is the white fire aleph that's being added. And remember, the first letter of the the Ten Commandments of the Luchos that were revealed was the letter Allah, right? So this is beyond, 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 beyond. All right, so I want to add one more thing, just to further deepen the conversation, which is, you know, we're saying right now that here's our process, we're starting with matzah, then we get this gift from God, man, which pulls us up even higher, and then we're able to receive the Torah and transcend the tree of knowledge, that's Shfuas, that's the bread over there. So we're starting with matzah, and then we're going to bread. Right? And remember, this, this bread is also, that we're bringing on Shfuas, is, is, is also um, the day that we're receiving the Torah. Right? Now listen to this. When Hashem created us, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you the verse. This is uh, in Breshis, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. The rabbis say that God formed us. He kneaded us, kneading like, um, like dough, that he kneaded us like dough and made the first physical human form and then breathed a soul into us. So here's how the verse reads in English. And Hashem God formed the man of dust from the ground and he blew into his nostrils the soul of life and man became a living being. So so you have this imagery of God forming us from the ground, like kneading us like dough. Now, I saw him in the name of the Matnas Kahuna, right, a commentary on the Medrash. He says, there's a hint to this, in the last three letters, ha'adam Nefesh chaya. He says, take the first three letters of that and reverse it, and it spells chala. Meaning to say, that as much as we're evolving to bread, what I'm trying to do is broaden the context and tell you we started off like bread. From the very beginning we were bread. This is before we ate from the Eitz Hadas. From the very beginning we were bread. Now listen to this, and I've got to just give Ari Epstein just a huge hug for this. He says, you take those last three words, Ha'adam LeNefesh Chaya." The first three letters, again, if you rearrange them, they spell challah, right? We were bred. He says, look at the last three letters. Ha'adam, lenefesh, chaya, mem, shin, hey. Those same three words spell Moshe. Now, look how awesome that is. Because here, at the very moment that a human being is created, we're being likened to Chala, right? There's also a reference to Moshe. Because how do you stay? Remember, this is the Chala before our present day Chala, which is the ego Chala, which is the Chametz Chala. This is the super Chala. But how do we stay super Chala and not fall back into the whole ego Chala? Right? How do we stay the, the 50th day, which we were created as in the very beginning? So the Torah is giving us a very big clue how to do it. Moshe. What do we say? Torah Moshe. The Torah is what keeps us in check. The Torah is what elevates us and allows us to be the greatest exemplars of who we are, so that through my flesh I can see God. And not just through my flesh I can see potato chips and popcorn and ice cream and money and ah. right to be in this exalted place. In other words, it's not so 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 and 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 you know it it says in Perque Avos, because here you have together simultaneously in these three words, the creation of the human being, you have a hint to Lechem, it says Challah, but at the same time it says Moshe. So isn't it interesting, you know, that, that, that the, the process of Moshe, which culminates on the 50th day, where it all becomes bread, actually starts at the very beginning, when we're called bread, and there's an allusion to Moshe in the Torah right there as well. And it says, Ein Kemach, in Torah, in Torah, Ein kemach, in, in kemach. Kemach means flour, you make flour out of bread. Right, but it, it but it's tied to the Torah from the outset, so so there's there's more to say, there's more to say, but um, we're gonna have to just uh, leave this as uh, part one, part one for now, and everyone should have a great week.